I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sports Show. I'm Mark Ferguson and tonight we're talking all things NFL on Fan Team. As ever, I'm joined by my fantasy other half, Nick Owen. Nick, (laughs) how are you doing? Your fantasy other half, I like that, Mark. <laughs> uh, obviously, taken in the right context. Um, no, I'm good. I'm all good. Um, <laughs> that, that slight bit more tired week on week, but still here, yeah, still surviving, <laughs> slugging through the season. Oh well, you know, yeah, at least you haven't got to do that dancing anymore. So, that's well, good. yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, there is that <laughs> definitely. Um, so tonight, usual format. Firstly, we'll be talking about our season-long teams. And actually, I think we've got some interesting decisions to make this week. Um, I'm looking forward to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's. I mean, I checked my lineups earlier, Mark. I've been working today, mm-hmm. but managed to sneak onto the laptop and check the lineups on my break. And there's some injuries that have cropped up that I really didn't want to have to deal with because they were players that were just a bit set and forget in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They were in, and because of the price, I wasn't planning on taking them out. Yeah. But, yeah. That's yeah, I, I think most people who play this have already cracked the code of who we're talking about here, but we'll come mm. back to it later. Um, <laughs> then we're going to run through our Week 11 Red Zone contest, create a lineup together. And then if that wasn't enough, it's that special time of the year and we may well be joined by a big man with a beard. 
That's right. Santa <laughs> might be dropping in later. <laughs> We're not sure when, though. No, that, that that might be happening. We might be a little bit premature on it, but it may yeah. happen. We'll have yeah, to see. You never know. You never know. So um, this week on Fan Team, um, there's a guaranteed €7,500 prize pool red zone contest um, with a €12 Euro entry fee and a €2,500 contest with a €2 buy-in. Those contests are for the 9, 6 p.m. games. So that's a wonderful three-hour DFS sweat. I'm quite looking forward to going back to that after last week having to the disappointment of going to bed in quite a good position and then waking up nowhere. Well, <laughs> I, I went to bed in not a great position and woke up still in not a great position. So there was no not not the same disappointment for me, but I do like as much as I like the monster contests. I do like the split of the early games mm. and the late games because I I don't know about you, Mark, but. I do like a little accumulator bet on the touchdown scorers and I work it exactly the same. I pick my four in the early games, I pick my four in the late games and I do it that way because if I pick four in the early games and then one lets me down in the late games, I'd, I'd be very annoyed that I've had to wait six hours for that to materialise. So I like giving myself double the chance. And you've been doing pretty well in the fumble contest, haven't you? The sort of later slates. The, yeah, the fumble contests have been like my staple this season. It's the only thing that's bankrolling me at the moment, as was exactly the same result <laughs> this past week, where in the uh, in the lower entry fumble, I had two lineups. One finished 35th out of 344, and one finished 6th. So I was quite happy oh, with yeah. that. Unbelievable. So there's another, so we're talking about the fumble, there's a trio of games starting after 9pm, and they're the same buy-ins as the as the um, red zone, um, two euros and twelve euros, and they've got one thousand five hundred euro and a six hundred euro guarantee guaranteed prize pool. So, plenty of great money on offer there. Mm. And um, I think the great thing about having a fumble is if you've had a really bad red zone, you can just sort of console yourself and try and catch up a little yeah, bit that, with the fumble. That is usually what I do, Mark. To be honest, I've usually pretty poor in the early one, but then just seem to come to life in in the late one mm. but it's good that you've got that option to enter both especially because there is if if you've lost a little bit or you you think oh you know it's another contest i've got to enter you've got that lower entry level that you can come in at and you can still enjoy the games then um mm. without stressing too much so i like that as much as i do like the monster contest i do like doing the split even in the monster last week i still did the fumble yeah so um and we also have back another exclusive five-yard rush contest. Now, you've all had two weeks to practice, so we've changed it up a little bit, haven't we, this week? We have. So, yeah. So, this week, there's a guaranteed prize pool of £200 with £50 to first, and there's a it's a measly £1 to enter. £1. £1. <laughs> a measly £1. But we've actually increased the number of max, the num- max number of entries per user, and that's 10 now. So, you can basically let, enter 10... 10 lineups for 10 for 10 pounds. Yeah. So you can cover pretty much all your favorite plays. Yeah. That's it's a good good contest like you said Mike. We've had two weeks where we've had the free roll as much as we'd love to do free rolls forever. It's not feasible because we we don't have an infinite pot of money. Um so the free rolls were really good for people to dip the toe in the water. And I think we've seen that there has been a lot of regular players, but we've had new people sign up as well and, and be a part of that. Um, but this is the time now where, again, 
those free roll contests don't come round every week. If you're worried mm-hmm. that you don't want to put ten pounds on a contest or enter, you know, lots of multiple entries at one pound sixty eight or or the ten pound mm-hmm. entry, then th- this one pound. I mean, one pound. What can you? I said I made a joke the other week that one pound sixty eight can barely buy you a can of Red Bull. What can one pound buy you in this day and age? Really. <laughs> one pound so you might as well give it a go because you never know that you could make 50 pounds out of one pound that's a good return on your money any any wise investor would tell you that yeah and you don't you you know you only have to enter one one you'd have to enter 10 you don't have to um that one that one lineup could be perfect we saw it a couple of weeks back didn't we work a cash cleaned up and he had the same lineup four times but Mm. that lineup was good enough to win it only takes one lineup well, I think we'll all be pretty annoyed if one lineup takes the top ten. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, the other thing is, you know, if you want to get into mass multi-entry and stuff, I just think this is a great way to practice it because yeah. it's only a pound uh, as opposed to like the two pound or whatever. So, um, or the one sixty-eight or whatever it is with the current exchange rate. So yeah, um, so it should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume, like most contests, actually, if it fills, it can the prize pool can increase. I'm guessing. I think the 200 is guaranteed. Yeah. But yeah I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm guessing that's so, because most of the contests do, don't they? So, yeah. They have sort of a limit. So, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. 10 lineups. So, uh, there's so much admin for 10 lineups, Nick. <laughs> that last hour. It's Far too much. Yeah. Keep your eye on injuries. That's all we can say. Yeah. So, shall we kick off with our season long teams? Do you want yes. to go first? I don't mind going first. Yeah. So. Last week, um, I made a few changes. I think I brought Lamar Jackson in, brought in Marquise Brown, brought in Mike Evans. Mixed mixed bag, really, across the book. Really strong again at running back with Taylor and Harris. Um, absolute donut from Jasicki. What is that? Zero. Um, Mike Evans was really, really quiet for, I think, three quarters of play and then just popped up with a score near the end, which probably saved his week for me. It's still 14.2, still not good based on what you're paying for him, but I'll I'll take that over what he was before the score. Um, Jackson and Brown, disappointing, I must say, against Miami. Um, so, yeah, this week, I've, the issues I've got, Mark, is there's a couple of niggling injuries throughout the lineup. Um Despite Jasicki's donut that he put up last week, he survives another week against the lowly Jets. Cup is on a bye. Um, Brown and Jackson are both nursing injuries, so Brown didn't practice yesterday. Now, the injury report might have refreshed now. He may have practiced today. I don't know. Mm. Um, but, oh, in fact, I've just had a look. He missed practice Thursday, so that's not good news for me. Um, so he's missed practice Wednesday and Thursday, apparently with a thigh injury. Jackson as well has a non-COVID-related illness, which is concerning. Um, that could be anything. It could be a stomach bug. It, it's, yeah. Who knows at this stage? But Cordrell Patterson has been described as unlikely to play tonight by Ian Rappaport. So that is very concerning. I've, I've essentially got four people one of which is guaranteed not to be playing because he's on a bye and the other three are looking a little bit concerning at the moment. So there's only there's only so many transfers I can make, Mark. I've got two free <laughs> transfers in the bag this week. I don't want to make too many moves because 
I think if Lamar had COVID, I'd, I'd be really concerned. The fact that they've said it's mm. non-COVID related doesn't concern me quite as much. Marquise Brown is a little bit concerning that he's not practising, but I think it's the first practice he's missed this season, so unless it's precautionary. Um, but the changes that I am proposing to make, as it stands, it's just two. So Cordrell Patterson makes way for C.D. Lamb. Cooper Cup makes way for the returning Jamar Chase uh, coming off a bye week. So, yeah, I'm still... Still quite confident with I did drop a few places last week. I think I dropped this team was around two forty eight when we spoke last week, and I think it's around the four hundreds now. But it's not a massive difference. One good week will, will propel me back into that two hundred mix. Um which I'm not too concerned about at this stage in the season. There's still quite a few weeks left yet to get myself back into those cash places. So not you know, it's not panic mode as it stands. Um, but I could really do with Jackson and Brown playing again this week. I'm still not decided whether to actually keep Jackson in there or keep Brown in there or take a minus eight. I'm a I'm a bit on the fence about it. You don't want to take a minus sixteen, do you? Certainly <laughs> not a minus sixteen. No, it would be a minus eight at most, and then it's just weighing up whether I feel that I can reach a receiver, um, take that minus eight and. And essentially what I'd be looking for then is is minimum 15 to 20 points from them mm. um, so that it'll cushion that. Um, likewise, if I was to take out Jackson, I'm hoping that whatever quarterback I bring in scores 30, really to yeah. justify that minus eight. But yeah, it's a, it's a difficult week this week. But Patterson, it looks like he's trending in the wrong direction. Um, he was someone that he was set and forget for me. I wasn't going to bring him out, but if he's not going to play, then I'm not. I'm not going to have a a body in the team that isn't doing anything. I'd rather bring in Lamb, who is red hot at the moment, and Jamar Chase, who was red hot prior to going on his bye week. It's like, so. We don't talk about this actually beforehand, or we generally don't, and we're thinking along very similar lines, Nick. Um, Interesting. Big, so Cordrell Patterson, I was going to take him out of my team anyway this week, regardless of whether he was fit or not, because uh, they started using Wayne Gorman a lot more mm. uh, and last week. And he just, looking at him, he just didn't look right, Patterson, to me. He looked slow and cumbersome, a little bit like he made Cam Newton look quick, I would suggest. <laughs> and <laughs> um, it's, it's I don't know what it is about him. Just I, He didn't look right. Now... So I was considering, I, I really think that sort of, that value player's gone now for the rest of the season. But I, but I think we've all made enough money from that first sort of um, price change. It's not yeah. such a big deal. Um, so yeah. I, think, I think as well, you can find the value elsewhere now at this stage in the season. So if you're pivoting off Cordrell Patterson, for an extra 0.5, you can pivot your way onto Michael Pittman, who's emerged as mm. a wide receiver one. So... It, it's not a big loss. It, I think a few weeks ago, I'd have been gutted to have had to make this decision. But yeah, I'm, like you said, didn't look right last week. And the injury that he seems to have picked up, um, it's bad enough that he's been very, very limited, was actually the description, very, very <laughs> limited in practice this week. Uh, which if that is the case throughout practice and you're playing on a Thursday, that that's not good. Even if you are playing, you're probably on a snap count. 
So we've had a question, and this is really, it links in a lot with what we're talking about. From Ed, I have Cup and Henderson on bye, plus Patterson and Brown injury doubts. So I would say Patterson is almost definitely out. That seems to be. And even if he was playing, we would you really trust him? What would you be? You know, best 70%, something mm-hmm. like that. Still have wildcard. Would you recommend using it this week or wait until game week 12 for price rises? So that's quite a tricky one. My first thought is, where are you in the actual standings? What, you know, if you need to catch up, if you need to catch up, I would use possibly use my, I wouldn't worry too much about waiting for the game week 12 price rises because you all, if I got that the wrong way around, if you want to maintain your position. That's my that's my first thought is it depends on where you are, I think. I I think it's too difficult of a question to just answer without knowing a bit more facts, Ed, on this one. Oh, oh so you're at five nine nine. It's a five nine nine. So you'll need my, to catch up. My kind of questions would be how many free transfers do you have this week? Mm. How much money in the bank do you have? Because that's going to determine what moves you can make. Um, me personally, if I had three transfers in this situation, I'd probably hold off on that wildcard till next week. If I had two free transfers, I'm probably wildcarding here and I'd get rid of all four of them on a wildcard. My, my initial thoughts, I use the wildcard. I also think about these price rises which are coming next week or after next week, um, it's not going to be as obvious where the rises are as in the first time it happened. Yeah. It was so obvious. Cordrell Patterson was too cheap. Um, so, for example, and I just don't think it'll be so obvious as last time. It was quite easy for people to create an extra 15 million last time yeah. from the week six price. I don't think you're going to, I think you'll struggle to work out how to create an extra 15 million yeah. last time. Yeah. That's my initial I th- thought. I think as well, the, the price rise is reflective of the expected performance of players between now and the end of the season. And I think we can we can probably guess what kind of players will be rising. Um, you know, like you said, Mark, we knew Cordrell Patterson was going to go up last time. He was priced too cheap for his production at the mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, there, there was, I th- think Cooper Cup went up again. Yes. He was, I think he was at 16. He, he mm-hmm. shot up. It, the ones that went up, it wouldn't have come as a surprise. And I would say it's probably going to be the same kind of situation this time. I would suspect that a lot of the players that will go up are players that are, are you know, the, the, the owned players, the, the Jamar Chases and, and people like that. Uh, Pittman. Pittman's Pittman probably going to take a big, big jump, I would say, to at least 16 on this next lot of price rises. So, yeah, um, I, I'm not against the wild card. Um, two free transfers, 2.5 million in the bank. I would wild card, to be fair. I personally probably would as well. I'd be looking. I'd also be looking at the ownership figures. You've got to you've got to catch up three hundred spaces. Yeah, and so um, you need to be looking at some of the ownership figures and stuff, um, which actually leads us nicely onto I think what I'm doing this week. So my team moved up to two nine nine from three hundred and sixty seven. I think it is, and I got rid of Cordell Patterson and Cooper Cup. They're my two changes. And like you, I've gone for CD Lamb, nice 7% owned, which I really liked. I've also gone for, um, because I've got, because 299, I want to I want to move up. I want to catch up a little bit. I've gone for a 3% DeAndre Swift. I like I Swift think. this week, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I looked at Swift myself. Yeah, I think his usage is, um, 
is kind of guaranteed. It seems like it doesn't matter whether they're ahead or behind. Generally, they're behind Detroit. He seems to get the work. I mean, I know Jamal Williams has been injured, and maybe that will change. But I think for this week, quite happy with that. And C.D. Lamb feels like um, he just feels like the best value for the 16 million that sort of range. Yeah. Also, he's you know even if it's only a one week, I don't think he will be. But even if he's only a one week um, play, he's um, yeah. I think um, against Kansas City, I think you would want to target these target them, wouldn't you? So yeah, yeah. So it's funny we um, similar lines. I'm not. The good thing about both those, um, actually, Swift had his. I can't remember if Swift had his buy or not already. CD Lamb definitely has. Yeah, um, I, th- I think he, I think he has. I, re- I, I, I vaguely has, remember yeah. bringing in Hawkinson and taking yeah. him out because he was on a bye week. Uh, yeah, ne- never to be seen again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I've I've got four teams, and I'd be I think every transfer I've done this week has been a player who's already been on a buy. Yeah, I think all but one or something. So yeah. I think that's probably, if you're doing these transfers this week, that's what I've definitely looked for. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Season long. Very nice, Mark. So, Nick, now time for your specialist subject on Mastermind. Oh, yes. Here we go. (laughs) Got a a nice new new picture there this week for the... uh... The advertisement. It's a whole new balls game, not just ball. You can see what they've done there, Mark. Um, (laughs) As always, support for the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sports Show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for those all important family jewels. They recently launched the fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. Many great features to this tool, um, not least that it is designed specifically for the purpose of protecting your important male area. Um, join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. We do have an exclusive offer for you, which will guarantee you 20% off and free worldwide shipping at checkout if you use the code 5YARD. So if this is something that you do want to get your hands on, get over to manscaped.com 5YARD at the checkout. And that will guarantee you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. When I said something that you want your hands on then, you guys didn't see, but Mark did snicker a little bit. I'm um, a child. That is your head <laughs> in, in the gutter, quite clearly, Mark, there. You'd think after all these weeks, I wouldn't find this so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there you go. Anyway, so... Shall we move on to week 11? So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to share my screen. We're going to pick a fan. We're going to pick a lineup for this week's red zone. Let me find the tab. There it is. Da, da, da. Hopefully that's the right one. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> You're getting too good at this, Mark. Yeah. Well, it's, um yeah. Well, remember the first week I showed completely the wrong screen and stuff. So anything more than that is an improvement, isn't it? Um, so let's start. As ever, you've got £135 million to spend. Um, I've noticed that Josh Allen is a little bit cheaper than last week, I think. I think he was about 24, wasn't he, last week? Something like that. So he's um, yeah, the most expensive quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think he, he had the game that, Everyone was quite expecting mm. though last week, did he? It wasn't an awful check. game, but it, no. he, he, he didn't. He, he didn't, okay. 
20, 20 points, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'll have scored his price there. Yeah. I don't think he'll have met value. So, yeah. Um, so he's I'm most expensive. Not but, going there this week, I don't think. Aren't you? Because it, the, it's a really great matchup against the Colts. It is, but I do think there is some good value that lies further down the list this week. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if you're thinking along the same lines as me. Are you? But before we get going, are you even considering playing Cam Newton? I mean, he galvanised the offence, didn't he, last week? It didn't really surprise me that that was the outcome of the game. If you don't pick Cam, you aren't doing it right. I don't know, Dan. I, I don't know if I'll be picking Cam. I just I feel like we've I feel like we've seen enough Cam Newton in New England last year. I know he had a couple of touchdowns last week, but I dare say I will have a lineup that will have him in because of his price. And I think it's a nice stack with some of the guys from the Panthers. Um I think it probably it probably makes me more attracted to having someone like Christian McCaffrey in who I, I usually don't look at because of his price tag. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think he's he's priced he's priced well, but in Washington in recent weeks, I think the defence has picked up in recent weeks against quarterbacks. You've not been anywhere near as bad as you were mm. early season. So it concerns me a little bit that matchup. Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't heard a word you. I haven't heard a word you said because I've been just reading this comment back and forth. Should do a dance while doing the advert. <laughs> I don't if know what I that's going to increase the sales of. If <laughs> I did a dance whilst doing that advert, Manscaped would be paying me commission. Yeah, <laughs> or or we'd be banned. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> or we wouldn't have any viewers. Could could go uh, one of one of a few ways. Um, uh, it's a it's a trap. Don't play. Cam says Jack. Um, I I probably agree with you there, Jack. I, I I'm tempted to say the same. I think I'll, I'll I'll have him in a lineup just for exposure, but I I tend to agree. I do think it is a trap. I think a, a fair few will fall foul of it this week as well. Yeah, I think he might be popular. The thing about the Washington defense is, I just wonder whether or not this version of it that we saw last week, which you know, they Tampa Bay weren't particularly in that game at any moment. The Mike Evans touchdown gave him a bit of a chance, but it wasn't a game where it, Washington felt very comfortable. And I wonder whether this version of the defense is actually what they should be, because mm. when they came into the season, they were much vaunted, you know, expected to be top five, meant to be the strength of the team, and they haven't been. And I just wonder whether, ironically, without Montez Sweat and um, Chase Young, whether this is actually the what the Washington defense should be. It's actually living up to some potential. And, yeah, I've got an interesting stat about um, CMC, but we'll do that when um, we'll talk about that when we talk about running backs, mm. um, as you mentioned him. Now, can I interest you in a little bit of tour? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. I thought, I thought that was going to be the pick. Yes. If if he's healthy, if he's good to go, um, I, I don't know, is he... Is he trending in that direction? Yeah. Does it look like? I think he has been named as the starter if he's fit. Mm. Um, just having a look at the injury report, and he mm. doesn't look like he's flagged on there today. So it looks like all systems go for Tua. Yeah, I I, I like that. He's coming up against the worst defense in football. Um, 
good receivers at his peril in Jasicki, Waddle. They, it's a nice stack that you can build there. It's not too pricey. I, I like I like, I like Gaskin as well this week, though, no. because I know you say no, but we were here last week with Devin Singletree <laughs> against the oh. same defence, and Devin Singletree, everyone said, do not play him. And did he score? He he didn't he didn't ball out, but did he score? If Devin Singletree can get over the line against this Jets defense, then Miles Gaskin sell me Miles Gaskin. He's been poor this season versus last season at least. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's a very very porous defense this by New York, and I'm sure Miami will run the ball a bit. My my game theory. Land is twitching away because of um, Gaskins. Um, I think you would never, you would never play Gaskins if um, under under any other circumstance. And I just think, um, I think if everybody's going to play Gaskins, then the two are stacked. Just I think is the business. I really do, from a game theory perspective. Um, you know, we're not in the we're not on the business of trying to predict what's actually going to happen in these games. We just want to pick DFS lineups. And I think Miami haven't run well against anybody, particularly. You know, the short passing game is their running game. Uh, yeah, so we've got a little bit onto running backs there whilst we're looking at our um, our quarterbacks, I know. Yeah, so, we, we have. We'll definitely come back to, yeah, there's to, lots some, to say, some of them because there's, there's, a, there's a fair bit going on in the comments there about yeah, the running backs. I've got a few but, things to tell those people in the comments as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was just thinking exactly the same thing myself, Mark, as well, actually, especially on the CMC thing. I'm, I'm intrigued to yeah. know this stat, and I think I know what well, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the quarterbacks, there's some of the cheaper quarterbacks that appeal to me this week. Tua was one. Mm. Um Dare I say Jalen Hurts actually this week? Um, Saints. He's not uh, a cheaper I, one. No, he's not a cheaper. He's he's cheaper than some of the 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 guys higher up. But I couldn't actually believe when I filtered this by points scored, Jalen Hurts has had more mm. points than Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all of those quarterbacks on that list this week, and he's not priced cheap as such. Is the fifth most expensive, um, but I think good reason for that. Um, in more recent weeks, I'm talking the last three weeks specifically, a Saints have been statistically the worst team versus quarterbacks. He's a very, very consistent scorer, Jalen Hurts, because of the fact he has he's he's that dual threat quarterback. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why running backs have just been completely irrelevant, really, in Philadelphia mm. this year because. Jalen Hurts does a lot of the work himself with his legs. Um, Saints are also ranking the worst versus wide receivers in the last three weeks. And there's a lot of talk of, you know, whoever Lattimore shadows, they don't tend to have a good week. And statistically, that's probably factual. AJ Brown had a quiet week last week. Um, I think Mike Evans had a fairly quiet week the week when they played Tampa Bay and beat them. Um I think there was, you know, definitely played Atlanta. Cal Pitts, Russell Gage were kept fairly quiet. So if you were starting Hurts, you can put together a nice cheap stack with the likes of uh, Dallas Goddard, who's essentially wide receiver to the, if you don't want to play Devonta Smith. Um, 
maybe even a Quest Watkins comes oh, into play. Old favourite of the show, Quest old Watkins. Favorite, yeah, old favourite, yeah. Old season one, long favourite, yeah. yeah. Forgotten man. So he even comes into equation for me there if I was to start Hurts. But yeah, I like Hurts. Um, Tua, you mentioned. Um, I hate myself for saying this, but Jimmy Garoppolo is, is another one this week. Um, I think if you're playing Debo, I don't think he's a bad play. Mm. Um, it felt like watching the Rams game that San Francisco threw the ball five times. That that's that's how it felt watching it. It just felt like they ran every play, but he still came out of the game with fifteen point three eight fantasy points. Um he's costing seventeen point one million this week. Jacksonville are a worse defense. Um so yeah. There's a few plays I think there. Um Can I can they... I um can I can we go even more dumpster diving here? Ooh, well dive deeper then. Go on. Yeah. What about Tyrod Taylor? against the worst-ranked um, Tennessee Titans. Well, worst-ranked against wide receivers, fantasy points-wise. Um, Not for me. Not for you, no? Not for okay, me. fine. I just, okay. Don't have, I just don't have the same faith that other people seem to have in Tyrod Taylor. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's never nailed down a job anywhere he's been. He's been displaced in jobs. Um, I also I also think that Brandon Cooks is actually going to get quite a lot of steam this week, and if you're going to do that, then I think you should consider it. If you're especially if you're playing say ten lineups and yeah, in a five yard rush exclusive contest, maybe have one lineup of that. Yeah, but you know that's a that's again a gameplay sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think you can play Cooks but not play him quite mm-hmm. you know with confidence because what we know about. Houston is the throw the ball to Brandon Cooks. Um, I think you, you you can get the points there without having to sacrifice at quarterback because mm. Tyrod, you know, you could get Brandon Cooks with six, seven receptions for a hundred plus yards. You might get a score out of him, um, but then you don't want Tyrod Taylor with one hundred ninety eight passing yards and two interceptions. You, yeah. <laughs> it's just a no for me. Okie doke. So we've got to pick a quarterback for our lineup. I think it's probably going to be Tour, isn't it? Slot him in. I, I like him. Yeah, yeah, we'll put in Tour. That kind of automatically means we have to pick Waddle and Gazicki, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay, running backs. Christian McCaffrey with three million pound price difference at the top there. Extra. Now, it's kind of been alluded to a little bit here already on the comments, but um his his splits when Cam Newton plays are pretty um, terrible, with or without. So, like, let me try and work this out. Yeah. So, his, his PPR points drop from, like, 26.9 to 19. His, his rushing TDs per game of 0.8 to 0.3. Um, it just didn't pretty much every single statistic that matters. If Cam Newton plays, CMC does not do that well fantasy-wise. So, at 22.7... As has already mentioned in our in the comments, I think he's overpriced as well. Interesting. Yeah, every pretty much every stat he does worse when um, Cam Newton's in. Do we not think that? And I, is this based on historical data as well? Yeah, all all the games they've played together. Yeah. So, so obviously, this version of Cam may not be the same as the version that... played with before. That's that's the route I was that's the route I was gonna go down with that is mm. that this is a different cam and is he still gonna vulture some touchdowns? Yes, but um I think at this stage 
in his career. I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he's the same athletic Cam Newton that we had when he was MVP Super Cam. Um, he's still a big quarterback. He still finds his way into the end zone, but um, has it has he is he become more of a, a drop back pocket pass kind of guy now? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his first stint back. Wait, it's his first start back, shall we say, in his second stint yeah. in Carolina. So I don't know. The thing with McCaffrey, stats aside, 22.7 is a lot to pay for a running back who, when you compare with some of the guys, I mean, he had 26 points last week, but when you compare with some of the guys around him, I think some of the running backs, like, if you're going to pay up for running back, I think the likes of Dalvin Cook is whoever he plays. I think he's almost matchup proof because he contributes so heavily in, in Minnesota's ground and passing attack. Um, you know, I think Jonathan Taylor is, is getting to that point as well. Now he could come up against a really good run defense, but because of how he, his, how he's being used now, he, he could still score you 20 points against a good run defense. He's not out of the, uh, out of the equation. Jack mentioned AJ Dillon. Um, I know he was big on he did. Of course he did. <laughs> yes. He was right um, for all the wrong reasons. He was playing yeah. him because of all the snow, and then there was no snow, but he still did well. Yeah, and he's been um, victory lapping that all week. <laughs> I, I like I like the play, um, especially against Minnesota. I think seventeen point three is about what I want to pay for a running back. I'd be happy with that. And I think you can go cheaper elsewhere this week and, and actually stack quite high value at running back and, and and feel confident in doing it. Um yeah, I like AJ Dillon this week. I mean we mentioned Gaskin, um Jets D, awful seven touchdowns the last three weeks against running backs, twenty in total on the season as well. Um and, and I mentioned about that murky Bills backfield with Moss, Singletree, you know, Josh Allen is RB one that ev- everyone put the hand up and got a touchdown last week. Yeah. It seemed like whoever wanted one got one. But so... no, nobody was good enough to play and, you know, or scored enough. And just look at his history, Miles Gaskin. I've just, this feels like Adam Troutman week from last year to me, when everybody was like, play Adam Troutman that one week. And that's what it feels like with Gaskins. It, it's off. It's not pretty reading. But mm. the thing I will say in Gaskins' favour is, despite lack of production, he is still by far and away the majority carrier. Uh, majority snap count, shall we say, in Miami. Um, And because of the fact that it's such a glaring weakness in New York Jets' defence, do they just have a week where they say, do you know what, we're just going to try and run the ball here a little bit. We're going to get Gaskin involved. We're going to get him touching the ball. Um, You know, help Tua out a little bit. Gaskin could have a big game. Are you happy paying 13.5 mil? I probably will have some exposure, but um, yeah, I mean AJ Dillon, like Jack said, he's he's high on my list this week. Dalvin Cook is another one. I, I just think you can play him against anyone. I think for me, the best play is not showing on here because he's not actually listed as available, and I think he's coming back. And that is Nick Chubb against the Lions. I think that's the best play. Assuming oh, yeah. he's back. Assuming he's back. Otherwise, Jonas Johnson is the best play for me. But I think he's the best. Um, he say he's currently red on fan team, but I think he's going to be green soon. And for me, he's got the best matchup. Some of those players you mentioned are very middling matchups, whereas um, Chubb is like in the top three matchups. So I think I really like him. I um, 
I also like whoever's whoever ends up starting about Kamara and Ingram against the Eagles. Again, another matchup I think, which is you know very nice. Yeah, Kamara's you, a bit expensive. But, um, you mentioned Swift in your season long mark. I yeah. actually like Swift this week as well. Um, the the Achilles heel of that Browns D recently mm. is is the run D. The run D's been really poor in the last few weeks. Pat's ran at will. You know, Ramondre yeah. Stevenson went in for two touchdowns, 100 yards. Mixon, a couple of weeks back, rushed for two scores against them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris had a really good outing. I know that, you know, Najee Harris is having an unbelievable rookie season, but they, they're a defence that you can run on. And even though Detroit aren't prolific running the ball, Swift is dynamic enough that he contributes in, in passing situations as well. He's the most targeted running back. He's, he's the running back with the most receptions. I think he leads on yards as well. So, you know, he's a leading running back in that category. I think you can play him with confidence that he's going to hurt Cleveland somewhere, whether it is on the ground or whether it's through the air. I think he'll score you enough points to justify the price that you'd pay for him. Yeah, and I think he's, I think he's probably going to be the lowest owned around that sort of region, don't you think? Because I think, obviously, AJ Dillon's going to get a lot of attention and they're actually the matchups are very similar, aren't they? I think, um, I think in fact, actually, um, Swiss is probably slightly better. So, yeah, I think it could be a nice game theory play. I think, um, looking down the list, I, I'm not last week was quite, um, nice in terms of options, which are cheap. Obviously, if Chubb doesn't come back from COVID, then Deonis Johnson 11.2 is the you know, he should be 100% owned probably. But down here, I'm, there's not masses of options I'm particularly happy about. Mm. Lots of injury doubts and stuff as well. It's. I feel like in previous weeks we've looked at running back and almost been salivating at the position. But <laughs> this this week, I, I look at it and outside of the the sort of top six or seven, it just leaves me a bit. Yeah, I feel like four receivers is probably the way I'll go this week. Where in previous mm. weeks I've I've gone three running backs. I think has been. That's where the strength has has lay. Um, yeah, I think so. so. But I think I think we need to pick a couple of running backs. Um, yeah, I would agree. With so that. I think for me, I just think Chubb is a an auto lock, as it were, assuming that he's playing. Yeah, you happy with that? Yeah, yeah. Slide yep. him in, and then we got to find one more, which isn't Miles Gaskin. AJ Dillon. Go with AJ Dillon. Dillon. Yeah, throw yeah. him in. I know it'll make Jack happy. Indeed, indeed. So, wide receiver position. As as usual, Devontae Adams is at the top. Stefan Diggs had a huge game last week after me saying, are you sure you want to go back to Stefan Diggs? <laughs> and then he had a massive game against the Jets. And who'd have thunk it? He'd have a great game against the worst, the worst defence. I think that was a bit of a miss on my part. My part. Um, Debo Samuels just continued to be fantastic, doesn't matter... What the game script, what doesn't matter who the quarterback is, yards after catch are just unbelievable, aren't they? He's just done, he's unreal, isn't he? He's um, he's a classic DFS player as well. And the fact that he's got these like 11 points and 10 points, but he has these really high 30 point games as well. Um, so yeah, who do you like on here, Nick? Re- uh, receivers again this week, even though I said about four receivers, I feel like. I feel like if I can go cheap elsewhere, I feel like this is the kind of week where you almost just play it a bit chalk and and just mm-hmm. go with some of the the top guys because of the matchups are just just too good. AJ Brown against the Texans, perfect. 
Diggs came alive last week. Matchup against the Colts, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Jalen Waddle is there at fourteen point three. Well, I think we're gonna have to play him because we've got Tour in anyway. Yeah, that you know, if he's playing Tour, he him. has I'm to go in. Him in. Um, I, th- I think even if you're not playing Tour, I think there's a case he's... to be made there for yep. Waddle. Um, you know, Pittman against the Bills, fourteen point three, cheap still for his production. That is, is you know, with what you're getting from him. The Bills um, defense though is very good in every single category. It it's, is, but it's like then... the best. I think it's tight ends it the only one. It's not number one, isn't it? Yeah, tight ends the only one. It's not number one. It is very it is. good, but then I suppose from a, a game script perspective, is this the is this going to be a shootout? Uh, are mm-hmm. the are the Colts going to have to chase a little bit? Because um, if that is the case, then he could still have a productive day. I do get what yeah. you mean. Um, you know, I think that both the Vikings receivers, Jefferson mm-hmm. especially in recent weeks, I think there's a case there. Even though Green Bay are a very, very good defense, I think there's a so case to be is... made there that you could start either of those. So this is a Thielen week, if ever there was going to be one, because Thielen's um, target rate against zone defenses is a lot higher than against man, like almost double. And um, Green Bay is primarily a zone defense. So this is his week for Thielen. Yeah. I know you love Thielen. I do. I, I like feeling he finds his way into the into the end zone. It is one of his his biggest one of his biggest pluses in fantasy is that he's it, you, you usually get the touchdown output from feeling. You come to the end of the season and he's usually good for nine, ten, eleven touchdowns over the season. Um, it's just hitting him on those weeks where he gets those targets. I don't think he's necessarily a, a thousand plus yard receiver guaranteed at this stage, but you might get near to that and you might get 9, 10, 11 touchdowns still out of him if you get him on one of them weeks where he's going to score perfect. Mm. Um, it gets a little bit murky, I think, from Pittman downwards. So yeah. Smith, obviously, we said about, you know, if you if you If he gets latter-mauled, then... Um... That's it. That's yeah. it. It puts me <laughs> off. And actually, when, when you delve a, di- a bit deeper into Smith's stats, um, there's some games that leap off the page... Some games that just outright stink, um, so that that's a worry for me. And then it's like a, a garbage heap of of has been receivers: Jarvis Landry, Davis, Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, Mooney, Beasley, um, <laughs> Marvin Jones. Let's throw that one oh, and get that no, get that name not, out there. Let's not have that again. Um, um, you got into trouble with Marvin Jones, so. Didn't I? Didn't I just? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like Bateman against the Bears. Mm. Um, 10.9. Pretty, have, pretty fairly priced, that. Have you got any interest in Jets receivers? The reason I say that is we're going to be stacking Miami. Also, Dolphins are the third, they give it the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Have you got any interest in any of them? Joe Flacco probably at, at the helm. I think could he's be a, been named, hasn't he? Yeah, he could. Probably, yeah, it could be a shootout. This could could be a shootout mm. game. Like, it would it surprise you really if the Jets come out and win? No, not no, not Wouldn't, particularly. No, and I think they're gonna, you know, for that reason we didn't mention him, but Carter in the running backs. I'd, I'd, mm. Miami are a good defense against running backs, but yeah, it, again, he, he, he's involved. You want players that are going to be involved. You want players that are going to get targeted. Um. The thing with the Jets receivers is is who you start with confidence, um, yeah. because from one week to the next, the ball could be going anywhere, whoever the hot hand is. 
Um, Robbie Corey was, Davis is quite expensive this week for he, being a Jet, I think. Isn't he? Oh, 12 million is not too bad. He is, yeah. Robbie Anderson down at 9.8 is, is intriguing. Mm. We come back at, at, at quarterback. Um, I feel I feel like he's this year's TJ Hawkinson of wide receivers, though. <laughs> like, people want him to do well and keep doing well and want him to be relevant. And he yeah. Really yeah. 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 He did not a bad week last week, did he? Scoring wise, but um, I mean, he's still only four receptions, thirty-seven yards. It doesn't leap off the page, does it? So yeah, it it gets a bit murky. I think off the first page, as soon as you get past Pittman, yeah. I start looking at them receivers and thinking, uh, it's, it's yeah. I, Do we I, need to go past that though? Because there's so many great options here in the fourteens, like Brandon Cooks. I don't think you do. I don't. I honestly don't think. I think you can. You can pick one of your t- you pick one of the top guys that we've mentioned, yeah. and then I, I think you can go a little bit further down the list and pick a Pittman, pick a Waddle, pick a Brandon Cooks. You know, you, you can yeah. you you slot Bateman in, and I think you'll still have plenty of funds to spread around the team. I think it is, especially because we're going a little bit cheaper at quarterback as well this week. Yeah. So. I so we tr- we'll try and fit in uh, an expensive one, and maybe I think Brandon Cooks is a pretty safe bet. Or do you not think there's enough ceiling there? Um, I, 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 the th- or maybe Thielen. Maybe Thielen. Thing is, with Cooks, is that I like the volume he gets, but yeah, I'd mm. be I'd, I'd probably slide more to Thielen. Um, so because of quarterback confidence more than anything, I think Kirk yeah. Cousins having a decent season and. Mm. You know the wide receivers there; they they do rack up the points. So I I agree with you, Dan. By the way, rough rough week for running backs and wide receivers outside yeah. the top few. Um, Thielen's a great Thielen's a great um, correlation play with AJ Dillon as well. So let's stick him in. Let's stick him in. How much we've got left? Four fifty three. Okay, take away eight or so. So we've got about yeah. So I think we can, I think we can probably pay for a top guy. I would suggest I would suggest. Diggs has got the best matchup there, or AJ Brown. Yeah, it's between Diggs and Brown for me. I've got them both mm. on my list um, for obvious mm. reasons. I don't think it matters, Mark, who, who you pick out of no, the two. Okay. I, would, I, I would say. If I had to do, I'd go dig. If I was forced to, I would choose Diggs, but we yeah. could save the money with it. We, we'll try it with Diggs and see if we yeah. can fit in. If my hand was forced, yeah. I'd probably do exactly yeah. the same this week. Yeah. Okay, our favourite position, tight end. Ooh, yes. I've actually. So, Got two tight ends on my list this week, but see who you fancy amongst this list of. Yeah, well, funny enough, let me just check that I read this right. Yep, definitely. This to me is a TJ Hawkinson week. <laughs> you caught me mid drink then, and it was nearly all over my MacBook screen. <laughs> Tell me more. Cleveland's a is quite 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 a nice um, defense for um, um, for you know fancy points against tight ends. Also, I just think you're going to get him at pretty low ownership because of what he did last week. And he, you know, as much as I, I don't like him as a DFS play because he's so up and down and they get disappointed, I just feel this week he could be, it could be his week. I think they'll probably try and force him the ball more than they have before. Um, you see that quite often with the, after these things. It's the same theory with Gesicki, basically. I, we're probably going to end up playing Gesicki in this lineup because of our two, you know, stack. But I do quite like Hawkinson at eleven point five. Yeah, Gesicki makes sense if you're going to play Tua. Um, yeah. 
But we I mean, still we, need to talk about some of these players. Yeah, we, we've. I mean, we've mentioned it, and Dan just said in the comments, running backs and wide receivers so rough this week. Mm. Talk about rough. This list of tight ends, my God. Dan Arnold is listed as fifth on this list in terms of price. Dan Arnold, if you scroll down that list, Mark, okay. um, scroll down that list down to, yeah, around that area there, mm. Troutman, Seals, Jones, that's around where Dan Arnold was last week, not price-wise, but actually where he was listed <laughs> in this list. So that just shows you what tight end is like this this week again. I'm just dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Mm. Don't mind Dallas Goddard. Um Mentioned him earlier. If you're going to play Hurts, nice stack there. Um, it's assumed that Lattimore will shadow Devonta Smith. So um, Philadelphia's wide receiver too. You you can start him for ten million. Why not? Um, I think Jasicki, I think Andrews, I think Kittle will all be fairly highly owned this week as well. Um, Tyler Conklin, bring yeah. back that name. Tyler Conklin, I like him again this week. I think I prefer um, him this week to last week. Yeah, Green Bay giving up for most fantasy. Uh, I don't know what fantasy is. Yeah, nice. Fan- fantasy points, fantasy points, both the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, third most fantasy points to position in the last three weeks, interestingly. Um, and he's actually, over his last four weeks, he's averaging six targets a game. So he's very, very involved. Yeah, Conklin, I like this week mm. again at 9.3. I think that's a good yeah. price for him. He's, he, he had a good week last week and I feel like he's not really jumped up that much. You look at Dan Arnold's 10.5. Mm-hmm. I think he was priced around, was he like seven and a half, eight million last week? He's, he's had a jump. Um, what about um, Dawson Knox? He came back last week after injury. Didn't do much, but, you know, he's coming back from injury and he's got a fantastic matchup again against Indy. And if you think about it, when he went, when he was injured, you weren't getting him at 9.4. Mm. He's doing right. He was doing so. He's if you're looking for somebody a bit different to the obvious, I think Dawson Knox might be a good play. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, mm. Especially in like recent weeks, like you said, Indy have um d- d- yeah. d- they've not been a great defense against tight ends. Third most in yards given up against tight ends. Um, They're just I don't a pass defense completely. So yeah, I don't think that's a bad shout. As was it just mm. game script's going to play a big part in that game? I think isn't it? I think like if 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 Buffalo managed to find a way up in the score does it limit the 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 receiving output i don't know Knox. I, I think coming back off that injury i think i just want to see a week of him back to his breakout mm. form i think before I, I start him with any kind of confidence so me personally mark i think if we've got the funds i would i'd said Jasicki he's my preference yeah uh, I think we we've got going... to, we've got we've almost got to do that, haven't we? So we've got yeah twenty two. I think we're going to be okay here. I think we've put in a defense now. We probably won't spend too much money on the defense, will we? What have we got left over? We've got twenty two point four. For me, when you look back at the twenty two point four, you can pick. We could pick a defence here that would give us a receiver at that 14 mil range. So I mm. suppose it's whether there is another receiver at 14 mil we'd be happy with, like a Cooks, or whether we look mm. at a receiver at 10 mil and pay up for a defence that might have a chance of scoring decent points this week. And no, I'm going like to. No, I don't. I'm going to. I'm going to go for. I'm going to suggest and vote for um, Washington against um, Cam coming back. 
Um, historically, they've been quite good as well. I haven't got this. I haven't really re I haven't researched this, but I was thinking it when you were talking about CMC. Washington, I think, have done pretty well against CMC in recent years. Mm. And um, I think there's Cam. You've got to think Cam's worth a few um, turnovers or so, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's as good a defense as any to play, especially how they've performed in more recent weeks versus mm. the start of the season. It's it's a fairly cheap D at six, seven point five as well. So yeah, I'm also the Saints against Philly is another cheap one as well. I think. Yeah, I'm usually I'm I'm like you, Mark. I don't usually like yeah. paying up for a D, but a few of the ones I had on my list this week were 49ers, Titans. If I've got the money, I'm quite happy actually to pay up this week because I think the matchups that those two teams mm. have got. You might have a good scoring week from your defense, but um, if we yeah. put in nine, if we put in the 49ers, we have thirteen point three. Let's go to affordable. And during that bit, you didn't like. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. So I think you've got the, the conundrum here is you either pay up and get a really expensive D, and get a cheaper receiver, or you you pay less like for, a Bateman or someone like that. Yeah, like a Bateman, or you pay a bit less. Um, you know, get yourself a Washington D, for example. Or let's see what let's see what we get if we put in Washington. Even even a Panthers D. I, I know you just mentioned Washington there, Matt, but Panthers D turned up last week against the Cards, so they're priced just above. Mm-hmm. There you go, and then there you can get in a Cooks, a Pittman, a McLaurin, Landry, even maybe Landry's been disappointing. You keep expecting him to be this target monster that he used to be, but that hasn't been the case. No, not for me. Not for me. No. I think um, if I was if I was picking and George Kittle again, I think he's overrated. George Kittle in fantasy realms, uh, Montgomery. If you want to have another running back, how much have we got left there? Fourteen point nine. It is wasteland this week. It really is. I'm not against. I'm not against that Kittle play actually this week and going double tight end. I know you say. You, you, don't like him in fantasy, Mike, but I think he can pop Kittle when he gets going. Um, again, another yards after catch machine. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was wide receiver, which I think I don't think I'd go running back. I, I don't think I'd go Montgomery. I think I'd rather take the chance on a Pittman or a Cooks or a Kittle. Yeah, I, I think, think Brian... Kittle's probably got a higher ceiling. Yeah, out of all of them, um... I tend to agree with with Murph, and I know you've. I know that you've um, you you've sang his praises on the pod so far, mm. uh, Brandon Cooks. I'm not against Brandon Cooks. If if you want to slot Brandon Cooks Let's in to round out the lineup, then Let's put him in there. He's he's in. It's the lineup's done. We've left 300k, so we've used up our money. So we've started with two are at quarterback. We've then picked Nick Chubb and AJ Dillon at running back. Then Waddle, Thielen, Diggs, and Cooks, wide receiver, Gasicki at tight end, and Washington defense. So that could be changed for anything, really. That's a 7.8 or below. Um, yeah, I feel I've, I'm far happier with this team than I was last week's team, that's for sure. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I think the, the, the matchups we've got throughout the team, this, I like the stack. I like Waddle and Gasicki with Tua. Mm. Um, like you said, Chubb feels underpriced there. If he is good to go, um, Dylan this week is is going to get the lion's share, isn't he? There's not really anything else to challenge him in the backfield. Thielen, I think, I think Minnesota will earn the ball out this week. I think game script wise, that's it's going to be a necessity. Diggs for me, yep, I'd have Diggs over Brown. Cooks, 
Yeah, not a lot not to like, I think, in that team. It's well-constructed, it's a good balance, it's got a lot of potential for the receivers to score score well. The um, the only thing, the only downside for Chubb is if he's had COVID that's actually made him unwell and that's going to impact on his amount of touches mm. and stuff. That's the only way. There's been no indication of whether he's just been one of those who's just tested positive or whether he's actually unwell yeah, with it. Could be, could be asymptomatic, yeah. Yeah, I think this is really, a, this is this lineup is probably out of all the ones we've created this season. This is the one which is most based on matchups. That's, yeah. why, that's why I feel looking at that. We've yeah. kind of really looked at the matchups, as it were, for it. I th- so, um, I th- yeah. I think as well, because we've gone cheaper at quarterback, like it feels like we had a lot of. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much, Dan. Um, it feels like <laughs> we had a lot of funds Lost. to spread across the team. But I, I just think this week, because of. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth at the positions running back wide receiver in this slate anyway. There doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth. Mm. So I think maybe the the trick this week is actually pay a bit less for the quarterback and try and get yourself some nice stacks and some nice correlations together and see where it takes you. I think if you're paying up for a quarterback this week, I don't really like some of the lower tier guys that you're going to have to try and take a risk on to make it work. Um, Dan does always that because last week he spent most of his time moaning at us about our picks on here. So, like, thank you, Dan. Um, we'll call it one all. And um, yeah, um, I think before we did this, I've tried to create some lineups with, like, you know, Josh Allen, you know, and um, and Lamar Jackson. Funny enough, and I think that the construction is really hard. The pricing is really good. The difference between fantasy pricing and other DFS um, sites is that there's all comes out like on Monday or Sunday night, whereas the fan team prices come out on Thursday. So they've already taken into account a lot of injury news has happened at that, up to that point. Yeah. Or even the performances on Mondays because, you know, um, other sides don't even have that factored into it. So that's why I think this makes it so hard mm. on here. Um, but that's part of the joy of it. Yep. Adds to the balance, Mark. Indeed. So there you go. So that'll be one of my lineups into um, the five-yard contest this week. And that is the winning lineup. One pound is all it will cost you, but the chance to win 50. <laughs> well, or split it with everybody else who's going to use the same lineup. Um, so, yeah. So please remember to check that out. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, Mer. Yes, yes, it is, Mer. Yes, it is, Whoop. It. Yes. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> And also, my all my, my big build-up about Santa turning up completely fell flat because Murph didn't make it in time. So, like, <laughs> it, it's a little bit early for Santa, though. Maybe Santa can come on next week and and spread yeah. the, the festive cheers. Is it is it Thanksgiving next week? Yes, yeah, Thanksgiving next there week. There we go. It? Is there a more perfect time to get Santa Murph onto the onto the <laughs> show than next week Thanksgiving? Uh, the thing is, we were going to take advantage because Murph's had no internet all week. And so he's been desperate to get on a show because he couldn't do his normal shows. <laughs> uh, well, I never have that much trouble at McDonald's, you know. <laughs> Mark, the McDonald's newbie. For anyone that's listening, by the way, nice, nice story here for you that you think, you're thinking the many years of, of life Mark has spent on this planet that he would have been to McDonald's more than twice but funnily enough he has only been twice and the first time was actually two weeks ago 
what what possessed you to do it, Mark? Like, what what makes you think after after all these years, you just think, do you know what? I fancy a McDonald's today. I'm going to give it a try. Mm. You liked it so much that you went back. Not how it happened. <laughs> my four year old said because he'd been in there. So my four year old had been there more than me, and he said we should go in there. And it was a Sunday afternoon. We'd been to a birthday party. We had nothing. We didn't have any dinner cooked or anything. So I was like, let's give it a go. And now, of course, <laughs> we're addicted. And <laughs> He lives in Starbucks. You should should branch out. He does live in Starbucks. Yeah. (laughs) Another funny about Starbucks. Another funny story about that. I did a meeting, a work meeting in Starbucks yesterday, and they kept all complaining because all the background music was going on in the meeting and stuff. So I had to keep myself muted. That's because I wasn't. The headphones wasn't weren't weren't picking up this microphone. It's picking up the microphone from the rest of the main laptop. And I didn't realise that to the end of it. So I was kind of um I was kind of on mute in this whole meeting. <laughs> of that. If you're if you're spending your meetings drinking Starbucks coffee, you're I I stand by what I said, Mark, to you in the chat the other day. You're earning too much. A nice nice cup of Yorkshire tea is more than enough for me. Two pounds <laughs> for a box of sixty or whatever it is. That'll uh, do me nicely. Wow. Well, I feel that we've um We've definitely not been talking NFL or Fantine for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just our personal lives. So, um, yeah, nobody's watching anyway by this time. So, um, anyway, please remember to check out our exclusive Five Yard Rush contest. Um, go to the link in a video and in all our socials. We'll be posting about this quite a lot before Sunday. Um, I'm Mark Ferguson. You can find me at underscore SMRF on Twitter. And Nick. Where can they find you? And can you give us some final words of wisdom, please? Yes, of course. You find me on Twitter at Nick of Wigan. Remember, guys, catches for show, touchdowns for dough. And yes, Murph, we do have Starbucks in Wigan, uh, but you do have to take out a bank loan to shop there. So we'll catch you next week, guys. Hopefully, Santa Murph will be on with us. We shall see. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.